Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Tessie. Hey, what's going on? Hello, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, and here is Deanna. Here is our host. Hello. Deanna. Hello. Hello. Hi, Hi, Brother Whiffin. It's so good to have you with us. Sorry, I hope there wasn't an echo on the show. Let me just check the uh, audio over at Witness Project. Looks like everything is working. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming, Brother Whiffen. That was um, a pleasant surprise. We uh, we normally have a show we do on Sunday nights called A Moment with the Colonel. And... Uh, the colonel is very gifted and uh, has a, a mantle, I guess you could say, for uh, evangelism and authority and uh, casting out demons. Boy, those demons go right out, <laughs> don't they, Chuck? There they come right mm-hmm. out. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He casts a mantle. And he's the heart. Yeah. He, he. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's a hard act to follow, and so we called Brother Whiffin in. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
So, um, well, we took last week anyway. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I hope you don't mind the back to back shows or tired of us or anything yet. No, of course not. Um, now, you said that you had had some exploits this week, so I was just curious what what all's been happening, what's going on down there in Australia. Well, man, um, we, we had a, um, uh, well, we had all sorts of exploits, and uh, one of them was we, I was walking along the, the street uh, uh, with a friend that uh, we were doing ministry with, and um, she's a lady, and um, someone tried to grab her back, and um, she was walking about two or three paces behind me, and I heard, all of a sudden heard this big scream, and uh, I turned to see her being pulled to the ground, and uh, she got pulled to the ground that hard, her head hit the ground, and... Um, I uh, I thought she was man- going to be manifesting or something, and then uh, I saw the the robber. So uh, I dived and uh, sort of foul dived onto the guy, and uh, I was yelling at the guy, and then I realised um, I should bind his demons. <laughs> so uh, I started binding his demons, and uh, he he put his hands up and walked backwards. The minute I started binding and attacking his demons. Amen. Amen. So he he ran away and uh, we kept the bag. <laughs> no wait. I want to know. I want to know if he did that blink and then he stepped backwards. <laughs> I don't know. He was looking pretty uh, pretty cross-eyed at me at, at that point. Other people started coming and and he ran off and. Uh, I, I was I was so angry uh, because of the attack was on someone defenseless, you know, and uh, yet inside my heart I was so calm. Uh, I, I wasn't like you know like uh, when you're a guy and you, know, you play football and that you get all wound up. Uh, I wasn't uh, wound up in my soul in my heart, but but I was angry that someone would do that. So anyway, he's, he's got a problem now because we, we prayed for him to get saved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so, a so call on his life work. now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. A, oh, he's really got a problem now. He just thought he had some demons. He's got a God mm. problem now. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's getting arrested for the kingdom. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that, that was something that happened. And um, uh, the other day I got in a taxi uh, with a Muslim guy, and that, that was fun. He uh, uh, is a very nice guy, very, uh, very uh, friendly fellow. And uh, when I uh, when I said to him that we all come from, uh, we all originated from Adam, and uh, he agreed, and. Uh, I said to him, uh, God can do anything, right? And he said, yes. And I said, he could even have a son, couldn't he? And he said, oh, I suppose so. So he's not out of the question, is it? <laughs> and he looked at me 
And uh, then um, I was able to uh, able to get into a point where he agreed to pray to receive the truth. And he let me pray for him. So, so that was interesting. That's wonderful. And... And that's really uh, that's really amazing how you're able to break through the exterior, kind of the the hard exterior, with people with your method of evangelism. And just in case any you know somebody listening on the blog talk show uh, is not familiar with this, Brother Whiffen asks very simple questions. He asks things like, um, "Who do you who do you say Jesus is?" Toad. You tell the people, Brother Whiffen, how you do it. Okay. If, if we um, realizing that um, our differences cause contention, so I try and stay away from differences. And some says, you know, they're Muslim. Fine, that's your clubhouse. That's fine. But uh, we, we want to know the point. And Jesus said to Peter, who do you say I am? And then uh, uh, the Apostle Peter said, you, you are the son of God. And... Um, uh, Jesus said, on this I'm going to build my church. And this was a revelation in a man's heart that who Jesus is. <clears throat> so basically the concept is is to ask people to get them thinking who Jesus is, and that gives God a chance to, to tell them in their heart or reveal it that's already written in who Jesus is. And um, in this way, the person actually owns the answer, and we're not telling or browbeating the person the answer. They own the answer because God has revealed it to them. And this is a blessing to them. So this is the uh, the whole concept of the question evangelism. Um, uh, oh, I call it ambush evangelism or question evangelism, uh, where you just ask, being very interested in, in, in them, who do they say Jesus is? And wait for the answer. So uh, this is very effective no matter who they are. It doesn't matter, Hindu, Muslim, atheist, whatever. Even an atheist will tell you the answer to that. So um, we're looking for the answer that Jesus is the Son of God. If in the case that they don't give that answer, then we can start to to do some small things right there on the spot that, that he may or could they consider that he is the Son of God. And uh, this is where we develop the skill to be able to just bring that into the light and... Uh, and get them thinking along the lines that God has a son, and uh, he's the second Adam. Uh, it's very surprising. Uh, I, I go into that there's two species of human beings ever made. <clears throat> the first one didn't have a belly button. He, he became a living soul. And the second one has a belly button. He was begotten of the father, death, thus born from the virgin, because he uh, the father was God. So we have two different species, and they're quite different. One is uh, begotten, and one became. This at first Adam became. All uh, I believe is is that anything created can corrupt, but anything begotten out of the Father from above, which is the Father, cannot corrupt. This is the incorruptibility of the love of God or love which is God, which is not corruptible. So uh, here we have the situation of two seeds. So I explain to people that you can decide which seed you are. Well, you don't decide the first one. The first one is you're the seed of Adam. And then from that, you can decide if you want to be the seed of, you'd like to be the seed of the father as begotten. 
So you can die as it became one, or you can die as a begotten one. That's the seeds. Bible say we are planted corruptible and raised incorruptible. So uh, <laughs> I've had all sorts of uh, responses to that. And uh, this is good evangelism because you're just talking and discussing. You're not preaching at people. You know, like I see some sort of preaching where they're pointing at sin. No, that's not the point. The point is, is that once a person is born again from incorruptible, from the love of God, then the uh, the sin will come off. Uh, the uh, the corruption, which is a sin, will come off. And uh, over time, it'll come off uh, as the person uh, walks and overcomes uh, along. It'll come off and eventually it'll be fully healed in the resurrection. So um, this is the evangelism way. Now, with the Muslims, uh, Muslims uh, there's, a, there's a little nice way to just nice talk way to Muslims. To just talk to Muslims. Yeah, but you know what? I realized as you were sharing that, that um, the way you just explained that is very effective with Muslims because um, in the Quran, there is a word that is typically used for... Um, for I'm not sure if it, it it is having sex or if it is um, fornicating, and that same word is incorrectly used. Okay, it is incorrectly used when they translate um, begotten. Okay, or when um, Mary was. Um, you know, implanted, I guess, or or however you want to call it, uh, with God's son, and so there is a major disconnect there in their understanding that we need we need to know how to break through that barrier and minister to to them, so that they don't think that there there is something filthy being you know the from the way that they were taught that there was something filthy or unholy there. So this is part of their contempt, I guess, uh, that some hold in their heart. And if they have that understanding that it is not an unholy union, um, then then it really changes things for them and how they, how they view it and how they view Jesus. I think the other sticking point, as far as I understand it, is is whether or not there is one God and, you know, the understanding of uh, Trinitarian doctrine. Um, so they reject on that basis. But what you're doing there and the simplification of this, um, like asking them if, if they would like to know the truth, which is just so simple and yet it's so effective. It's very profound. And uh, I just thank you for, for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It comes from the passage of, remember Jesus was talking and he said, now I'm talking in parables because it's not appointed for them to know. Mm-hmm. So, so Jesus said, lest they understand with their heart, believe and turn and be saved. So it was a little bit like he was going to make it a little bit difficult for them. So... Um, they had to do some searching if they wanted to get saved, to understand the parables or whatever. 
So anyway, um, what I do with the Muslims is, is I talk to them out of the Quran. Uh, I, I say to them, uh, do you know the Quran? And they say, yes. I say, okay, who's, which are the prophet's mothers in the Quran? With the whole chapter. And they go, <laughs> and some go, they don't know. And I say, see, I, I know the Quran more than maybe you do. But uh, anyway, uh, is it Miriam or Mary, Jesus' mom? And then I say, which prophet is, uh, you know, let's just talk the prophets. Uh, is, is a prophet as well as God. Let's just talk the prophets. Which one's mentioned more in the Quran? The most. And uh, would it be Jesus? And they can't disagree because now we're talking out of the Quran. So then um, I go, uh, don't you say that uh, Jesus is coming back? He's alive? Yes. I said, well, wouldn't you want to know him? Like, you know, you've a chance here in your prayers to pray and ask to know Jesus when he comes back. Would that be a good prayer? And, and they all say yes. <laughs> so, so then I go, wouldn't you like to know the truth? And wouldn't you like to at least pray to Jesus so he knows you when he comes back? And, and they say yes. Well, I, I could pray together with you that we'd be appointed to know the truth and to know Jesus on his return. Would that be a good prayer? Yeah, okay, let's pray then. And... Um, we pray like that with him. Now I just trust with all my heart that God is going to reveal himself to them properly in the truth. So my job's done at that point. So. That's awesome. Brother Wiffen, can you check and see if you've got uh, the MixLR page open maybe? People are telling uh, me that they hear an echo. An echo. Now they're oh, saying uh, it's gone. Oh, uh, I can hear one, though. You can hear one? Are you on a speakerphone or anything? No. I'm on uh, headphones. Okay. I don't hear it. Um, All I can see is the way you sent me to log in. Okay. Okay. Well, sometimes we have fun and games with the audio. (laughs) Must be something good tonight. But they're telling me now that they don't hear it, so all right, okay. praise the Lord. Cool. Praise the Lord. We don't even have to beat up any demons. We just started working just because, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> oh. Hallelujah. Well, um, go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, so, so, yeah, no it's good. So, um, see, I, I believe uh, if we pray, because Jesus said it's not appointed for them to know the truth, so if we pray, Please, can we be appointed to know the truth? That's like a really good prayer. And um, uh, so you can pray that with people. Like, say, instead of arguing with them the truth, just say to them, oh, you know, wouldn't you like to really know the truth in your life? What's the truth of life? And start talking the truth because Jesus is the truth. So when we start talking about the truth, we really are talking about Jesus as well. So um, we can be appealing to a person to... You know, to be honest and know the truth. And uh, all of us, you know, together, would we like to know the truth? So this is a good prayer to pray with the lost. You know, to, uh, just ask them, you know, would you like to know the truth? And could I pray with you that we all know the truth? Many people will be open to that. It's uh, This is a, when we're lifting up the truth, we're lifting up businesses as well. So... Um, when we're lifting up a love of the truth or an appeal to know the truth, 
we're, we're lifting up a path to Jesus. So um, I fully believe that if, if you can get a person who can't see to pray, uh, to know the truth, that God will move on that because of the invitation. And, uh, this is powerful evangelism right there. But I, I used to hand out uh, I used to hand out tracks down in front of the nightclubs, and uh, uh, that, I used to fold them up and say they were pass outs, <laughs> and uh, they thought they were pass outs to the nightclubs. And and then when they got the track, I used to say from the nightclub that never ends, <laughs> the nightmare club. The nightmare club. And, uh, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> and a few years later, I, a guy came up to me and said, you're the guy, you're the guy. I said, what? And he said, oh, you handed me a track and I got saved from the nightclub. <laughs> so uh, he said, I got saved. I ended up joining the Salvation Army. So I saw some fruit from that one. I saw one, met one anyway. But uh, I believe no, no effort in evangelism is wasted. You can't waste your time going after souls. You just can't. Um, either go sow a seed or, or they're going to get saved or something. So uh, I encourage people just to try simple questions. Oh, who would you say Jesus is? Just start like that and uh, try to be in love because, you know, God is love. When we live love, we draw all men unto us too. Try and understand uh, try, and, try and be kind, try and be loving and, and not condemning. Jesus said he didn't come to give the world but to save the world. So that's our job is to, is to just bring to light who Jesus is. And uh, so, yeah, after many years, the penny dropped on me for that and it seems to work very well. It's just so much fun. You can, you can have exploits. <laughs> and uh, with this, with practice. Amen. Well, I am. I am still waiting for the time when the fish just jump in the basket. <laughs> you know, I just carry the basket around and the fish just jump right in. Well, um. <laughs> well, the net on the other side of the the net on the other side of the boat. Uh, I reckon that's casting the net in spirit. Yes. So that, that, that's fishing with love, see? Fishing out of the spirit of love. And uh, people can tell. You know, they can look in your eye and they can tell if you just want them to join a club or something. But they, they can tell if you really care about them. So, so it has to be done you know, in the spirit, which, which means get in the spirit, get in the right motive, you know, come out of the heart in love for them and um, in faith. That God has to save them. And Amen. Amen. God wants to save them. And <laughs> they know it too. They know it. So, well, well, you know, I am trying to bind uh, Colossians 4 or 5 to my heart. It says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. Yeah. That you mean know how you ought to answer every man, and um, so yeah, I've got to remember to have some grace with that salt. 
<laughs> Even if we salt, you know, salt. It says, you know, the scripture is salt. Uh, they, uh, you're the salt of the earth, right? And uh, the salt loses its saltiness. What's the good of it? That's a covenant. When you have a, when you have, I believe, when you have a um, meal together, that's a salt covenant. The covenant of David is a salt covenant. So, so it's like when you lose your, you are the covenant of the earth. You know the ones in with the deal going, the covenant with with Jesus. And um, but if you lose your covenant, what's good of you? See. So this is the salt. So, so when we're talking to people, we're talking to them out of the covenant. We're talking to them out of the uh, the blessing of the cross, the covenant of the cross, and um, lifting Jesus up as the Savior, of course. And uh, this is where we can proclaim, you know, okay, you might have the other the other prophets. That there's a name above every name. Why? Because he died, lost the family bloodline. He died, and it's proven it was illegal because he was risen from the dead. But gave his life back. He's, he, he was risen from the dead by witnesses. Of course, it's witnesses thousands of years ago. So we have to believe it by faith. Um, but everything's believed by faith. If you have a look at the money system. That's believed by faith. Money is nothing. It's just dead. You have to believe it's worth something to accept it. The belief's proved by previous actions, but still, everything's done by faith, really, if you think about it. Did we sleep tonight knowing that um, we sleep peacefully? Uh, how do we know the sea's not going to roar over the top of us? <laughs> you know, we sleep by faith. So... I just appeal that uh, I just appeal to people realizing that everyone's made with a measure of faith, and, and everyone can believe. And the point is, we can bring them to the valley of decision, and um, just by faith in God ourselves, we can be peaceful about that, and just talk to them nicely, and not be a stumbling block by arguing and this sort of thing, and let them ponder, let them consider, and let God talk in their heart and give them the answer. In this way, we can be really good at evangelizing. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen. There's a there's a YouTube video called uh, The Man from George Street. Um, I don't have the link. It's worthwhile looking at. And, the uh, Man from George Street. Yeah, he was an Australian from George Street. It, it's a really good video called The Man from George Street. Yeah, witness to it. He's now, but. Uh, he, he witnessed for like 30 years or something and never saw one result until two months before he was to pass away. Uh, someone started investigating the fruit of what he was doing. He, he handed out 10 tracks a day or something in George in Sydney for 30 years. And uh, that's what he did faithfully. And uh, someone went into investigating it and found out the enormous fruit of that uh, ministry, missionaries, churches, and all sorts of stuff happened out of it. But he didn't know. He never saw one result until at the last of his life. God sort of worked it out to show him. It's worthwhile looking at. It's a very encouraging uh, video. 
Praise God. So he did. Deanna, are you there? Hello, we lost her. I think we lost Deanna. Hi, hi Peter. I think we lost Deanna. Hi. Okay. We lost her there for a sec. Deanna, are you there? Yeah, for some reason she just dropped off here. Okay. She'll be calling back. Yeah, we do have the audio of uh, that. The guy's name was Mr. Gaynor. Okay. But it's funny because I watched the vi- I watched the video and they changed his name to something different. But okay. supposedly it was Mr. Gaynor. And um, <laughs> did you listen to the audio of it? That's uh, the audio the, because uh, uh, I know they made the. Hmm? Yeah, I watched the YouTube uh, of it and. Uh... And that was, uh, yeah. I have the original audio here. Let's go ahead. Let's, uh, I'll wait till Deanna comes back on and then we'll play it. Because it's very good. I've heard this years ago. And it was just amazing. This guy, like you said, he went out eight, you know, uh, for, I think he was, I think he did it for about 40 years. Uh, passing yeah. out tracks. And, and had no idea what an impact his witnessing had. And then when he found out, he was just blown over. And there's Di- the there's nice end. It was nice he ended up falling out. And, uh, Hello? Okay. Hello, Deanna. Hello? The mic is working, it looks like. Okay. Uh, let's see. You hear us, Deanna? Deanna, can you hear us? Hello. Well, I can't hear anything myself. Something. Deanna, can you hear me? Deanna. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me, Deanna? Well, right now she's right now she's playing music, so okay. <clears throat> oh well, they can't hear us right now because they're playing music on Witness Project. Okay, she's trying to get her settings sorted or something. Oh my goodness! Hello? Can you hear us, Deanna? Can Hello. you hear us? A number of years ago, in Hello? a Baptist Hello? church in Crystal Palace in southern London, the sun... Okay. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Deanna? Can you hear us, Deanna? Hello, hello. Oh, the wonders of technology. I have no sound on my... Can you hear us, Deanna? We're here.
a number of years ago in a Baptist church in Crystal Palace in southern London. The Sunday morning service was closing and a stranger stood up at the back, raised his hand, he said, excuse me, pastor, can I share a little testimony? The pastor looked at his watch, he said, you've got three minutes. And this man proceeded, he said, I just moved into this area. I used to live in another part of London. I came from Sydney in Australia. And just a few months back, I was visiting some relatives and I was walking down George Street. You know where George Street is in Sydney? It runs from the business hub out to the rocks, the colonial area. And he said, a strange little white-haired man stepped out of a shop doorway, put a pamphlet in my hand and he said, excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I was astounded by those words. Nobody had ever told me that. I thanked him courteously and all the way on British Airlines back to Heathrow, this puzzled me. I called a friend who lived in this new area where I'm living now and thank God he was a Christian. He led me to Christ and I'm a Christian and I want a fellowship here. And Baptists love testimonies like it. Everyone applauded and welcomed him into the fellowship. That Baptist pastor flew to Adelaide in Australia the next week and 10 days later, in the middle of a three-day series in a Baptist church in Adelaide, a woman came to him for counseling and he wanted to establish where she stood with Christ. And she said, I used to live in Sydney. And just a couple of months back, I was visiting friends in Sydney, doing some last-minute shopping down George Street, and a strange little white-haired man, elderly man, stepped out of a shop doorway, offered me a pamphlet, said, excuse me, ma'am, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? She said, I was disturbed by those words. When I got back to Adelaide, I knew this Baptist church was on the next block from me, and I sought out the pastor, and he led me to Christ. So, sir, I'm telling you that I am a Christian. Now, this London pastor was now very puzzled. Twice, within a fortnight, he'd heard the same testimony. He then flew to preach in the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Perth. And when his teaching series was over, the senior elder of that church took him out for a meal. And he said, mate, how'd you get saved? He said, I grew up in this church from the age of 15 through Boys Brigade. Never made a commitment to Jesus, just hopped on the bandwagon like everybody else. And because of my business ability, grew up to a place of influence. I was on a business outing in Sydney just three years ago, and an obnoxious, spiteful little man stepped out of a stop shop doorway, offered me a religious pamphlet, cheap junk, and accosted me with a question. Excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I tried to tell him I was a Baptist elder. He wouldn't listen to me. He said, I was seething with anger all the way home on Qantas to, to Perth. He said, I told my pastor, thinking he would sympathize with me, and my pastor agreed. He had been disturbed for years, knowing that I didn't have a relationship with Jesus, and he was right. And my pastor led me to Jesus just three years ago. Now, this London preacher flew back to the UK and was speaking at the Keswick Convention in the Lake District. And he threw in these three testimonies. At the close of his teaching session, four elderly pastors came up and said, we got saved between 25 and 35 years ago, respectively, through that little man on George Street giving us a tract and asking us that question. He then flew the following week to a similar Keswick Convention in the Caribbean, to missionaries. And he shared the testimonies. At the close of his teaching session, three missionaries came up and said, we got saved between 15 and 25 years ago, respectively, through that little man's testimony and asking us that same question on George Street in Sydney. Coming back to London, he stopped outside Atlanta, Georgia, to speak at a naval chaplain's convention. And when his three days of revving these naval chaplains up, over a thousand of them, in soul winning, the chaplain general took him out for a meal. And he said, how did you become a Christian? He said, well, it was miraculous. I was a rating on a United States battleship, and I lived a reprobate life. We were doing exercises in the South Pacific, and we docked in Sydney Harbor for replenishment. We hit King's Cross with a vengeance. I got blind drunk. 
I got on the wrong bus, got off in George Street, and <laughs> as I got off the bus, I thought it was a ghost. This elderly, white-haired man jumped in front of me, pushed a pamphlet in my hand and said, Sailor, are you saved? If you die tonight, you're going to heaven. He said, the fear of God hit me immediately. I was shocked sober and ran back to the battleship, sought out the chaplain. The chaplain led me to Christ. And I soon began to prepare for the ministry under his guidance. And here I am in charge of over a thousand chaplains and we're bent on soul winning today. That London preacher, six months later, flew to do a convention for 5,000 Indian missionaries in a remote corner of northeastern India. And at the end, the Indian missionary in charge, a humble little man, took him home to his humble little home for a simple meal. And he said, how did you as a Hindu come to Christ? He said, I was in a very privileged position. I worked for the Indian diplomatic mission. And I traveled the world. And I am so glad for the forgiveness of Christ and his blood covering my sin because I'd be very embarrassed if people found out what I got into. He said, one bout of diplomatic service took me to Sydney. And I was doing some last-minute shopping laden with parcels of toys and clothing for my children walking down George Street. And this courteous little white-haired man stepped out in front of me, offered me a pamphlet, and said, Excuse me, sir. Are you saved? If you die tonight, are you going to heaven? He said, I thanked him very much, but this disturbed me. I got back to my town. I sought out the Hindu priest, and he couldn't help me. But he gave me some advice. He said, Just to satisfy your curious mind, nothing else. Go and talk to the missionary in the mission house at the end of the road. And that was fatal advice. He said, Because that day the missionary led me to Christ. I quit Hinduism immediately and then began to study for the ministry. I left the diplomatic service, and here I am, by God's grace, in charge of all these missionaries, and we are winning hundreds of thousands of people to Christ. Well, eight months later, that Crystal Palace Baptist pastor was ministering in Sydney, in Gymea, southern suburb of Sydney, and he said to the Baptist minister, do you know a little man, an elderly little man, who witnesses and hands out tracts on George Street? And he said, I do. His name is Mr. Genor, G-E-N-O-R. But I don't think he does it anymore. He's too frail and elderly. The man said, I want to meet him. Two nights later, they went around to this little apartment, knocked on the door, and this tiny, frail little man opened the door. He sat them down, made them some tea, and he was so frail, he was slopping tea into the saucer as he shook. And as he sat with them, this London preacher told him all these accounts over the previous three years. This little man sat with tears running down his cheeks. He said, my story goes like this. He said, I was a rating on an Australian warship and I lived a reprobate life and in a crisis I really hit the wall and one of my colleagues whom I gave literal hell was there to help me. He led me to Jesus and the change in my life was night to day in 24 hours and I was so grateful to God. I promised God that I would share Jesus in a simple witness with at least 10 people a day. As God gave me strength, sometimes I was ill, I couldn't do it, but I made up for it for other times. I wasn't paranoid about it, but I have done this for over 40 years, and in my retirement years, the best place was on George Street. There were hundreds of people. I got lots of rejections, but a lot of people courteously took the tracks. And he said, in 40 years of doing this, I've never heard of one single person coming to Jesus until today. Do you know, I would say that has to be commitment. That has to be just sheer gratitude and love for Jesus to do that, not hearing of any results. Margarita did a little count. That's 146,100 people. That simple little non-charismatic Baptist man influenced somehow to Jesus. 
And I believe what God was showing that Baptist minister was the tip of the tip of the tip of the tip of this iceberg. Goodness knows how many more had been arrested for Christ and were doing huge jobs out in the mission field. Mr. Genor died two weeks later. And can you imagine the reward he went home to in heaven? I doubt if his face would ever have appeared on Charisma magazine. I doubt if there would ever have been a write-up with a photograph in Billy Graham's Decision magazine, as beautiful as those magazines are. Nobody except a little group of Baptists in southern Sydney knew about Mr. Genor. But I'll tell you, his name was famous in heaven. Heaven knew Mr. Genor. And you can imagine the welcome and the red carpet and the fanfare he went home to when he arrived in glory. Well, I believe Deanna is back. Are you back, Deanna? Yes, I am. I'm almost afraid to touch any control. <laughs> yeah, don't touch sorry anything. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm just not <laughs> touching anything. I'm so sorry about that, Brother Whiffin. Um, I couldn't hear you, and I couldn't. I, I had nothing, so um, I apologize for that. Is no, Brother Whiffin no still with Okay, That's praise right. the Lord. <laughs> oh, I don't. I, I can't even tell you what it was. It's just a complete meltdown of all the audio. So we're back up, and uh, thank you, Chuck. My brother Chuck is such a such a present help all the time. He's a real blessing, and um, he's very gifted too in getting audio loaded up. I don't know how you got that loaded so fast. <laughs> That's amazing. Doesn't take it's long. a cool story, isn't it? How's that story? That's an eh? excellent. It, excellent. It, it really is. Would you like? Would you like that audio, uh, Peter? I'll send it to you. Okay. Thank you very much. What about that? Sure, I'll send it to you via Skype. I stick that on my phone and listen from time to time. It's a really good uh, one for recognizing that you can't waste your time. Can't waste our time. That's right. Witnessing. That's right. Peter, I had an idea. I had an idea listening to that. Um, You could put some of your um, some of your gangster evangelism, uh, your ambush evangelism, the the questions to ask. You could put it on some downloadable cards that we could. Um, we could print out. We could spread those things yeah. all over the world. <laughs> I, I was thinking about uh, getting one of those body cameras, you know, that you just pin on and um, uh-huh. uh, and uh, going out and um, and just talking to people and recording it and sticking it up on the internet for others to have a look and um, they can see see how much fun it is. And uh, listen, <laughs> and uh, and watch. That could be fun. I might get yeah, that, one of those cameras. Well, that would be awesome. Yes, we want you to get one of those cameras, ASAP, and uh, start recording that, and then uh, making that available to us, and we'll put it on a prophetic message, so people can okay. watch you actually going out and uh, and witnessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been on my mind for a, a while. Fun. It's such fun. a fun idea. I mean, I have seen on YouTube where people put these on their dogs. 
and people lots and lots of people look at these videos of just a dog's life or the the you know the world from a dog's view i mean what what a much better idea to see all of the uh the the exploits that are being done and uh, that would yeah. be great some of the looks on the people's faces, you know, it's like uh, some some smile, some have a horror look. You know, they just feel horrified. That's why I asked you about the robber. That's why I asked you about the robber because as those demons were bound, I, I just assumed that um, – he had a look of horror. Maybe he kind of jumped back a little or something. I don't think he's ever had that happen before. So it sort of like took him by surprise. He thought he was going to take us by surprise. <laughs> but we took him by surprise. Even though, you know, I was sort of like, <laughs> I didn't care what happened to me. I just jumped on him. <laughs> I ended up on the ground. I, I thought he was going to kick me. You know? Chuck has a, oh. a video of a robbery taking place in a store, and the woman's store owner, I mean, she has a gun in her face, and she looks at the guy, and she points at the door, and she says, in the name of Jesus, get out of my store. And that's a great, that's a great clip. <laughs> he tries, he, he decides he's not going to point the gun at her anymore. She keeps saying it. He points the gun at another person in the store. And she just keeps saying, in the name of Jesus, get out. And finally, he just ran out of the store. It's awesome. Hey, that's what you call casting. Oh, there's another one. and soul. Yeah, there's another there's another one that was a it was a surveillance camera that, uh, video uh, inside a storefront church, and they uh, edited it together to show this man coming in the church wearing a hood, but he took it off when he got inside, and he went up and sat in the front of the church, and the pastor was up there preaching, and all of a sudden this guy stood up and pulled out a knife and was going after the pastor. And there's no sound, but uh, whoever posted it said that the pastor, when he saw what was happening, he just pointed at the man and started saying, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And this man suddenly started to reel around like he was drunk. He couldn't even, and he couldn't even stay on his feet. And in a few seconds, he just fell down and dropped the knife and was laying on his back. And all the people cool, in the right? church that saw what was happening, yeah, they came up to the front and were pointing at the man and probably saying, the blood of Jesus. And uh, he was totally immobilized by that. And I'm praying and hoping that they brought him to Christ. I think they did when he saw what, you know, the kind of power that the blood of Jesus has. It's just amazing. Amazing, eh? I, I had a story one Easter. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was down at the uh, shops and I was going to get some lunch. And uh, I just ordered uh, some lunch, and I'm just waiting there. And uh, I looked over, and I thought, I'm going to share something today because it's Easter. So I went over, and uh, these two couple and his wife are sitting at a table. And I start sharing to them about Jesus. And uh, I was doing the comfort thing, you know, like, you know, if you ever lied. And, and I got to the point where about murder... And all of a sudden, the guy just jumped up 
and he said, I've been in the army, I've murdered people, and I'm going to kill you right now. <laughs> and uh, I looked at his eye, and, and I thought, I thought, I haven't finished talking to you yet. You know, you, I was just about to get to the point. And uh, so I said, I haven't finished talking to you yet. And, <laughs> and uh, he started backing away, and uh, I started following him. And um, he had his bent over with his hands clamps like a fist, trying to come to me, but he couldn't. And I'm still walking after him, giving him the gospel. And uh, then, then I stopped, and he, and he just walked right back, went up and around the corner and disappeared. <laughs> and uh, to my surprise, his wife was still standing next to me. And uh, he disappeared, left his wife there and everything. <laughs> she didn't know what had happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sure if he had a good old of me, he would have killed me. <laughs> he was arrested well, you in just the bind spirit. Them. You, just bind them. <laughs> yeah. you, just, you just bind them, Peter, and they can't touch you. It's amazing. It was amazing to me, you know, that uh, this guy was red in the face, physically trying to come and get me, but, but he couldn't. <laughs> he just couldn't for some reason. So uh, that was a big funny thing that happened one day. <laughs> and there you are saying, I'm not done talking to you. <laughs> you're bound. Yeah, you're bound. Hey, you're going to hear the gospel. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm going to get this out. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear this because I ain't finished yet. <laughs> well, you may have another encounter. You may have another another encounter with him sometime so you can finish talking to him. Yeah. He'll, he'll, probably, he'll probably go running if he sees you coming. He'll probably go start <laughs> running away if he sees you coming at him. Say, hey, you, I haven't finished yet. Come over here. Yeah, yeah, we got to finish this story now. Oh, wow. This, this, this is what I found, too. Uh, uh, people in the military, you know, um, uh, I'm not sure if, well, I'm, I'm probably sure that um, there isn't the realization that that when um, when people in the military go overseas, that uh, some countries have got special forces that uh, do the cursing. And yes, they do. Doing... They, they do in Afghanistan, for sure. And we have prayed uh, for some people who have called in or asked for prayer uh, from Af- Afghanistan. Um, mm. Very, very special people to us. They... Um, they're unable to call into the show, and they're unable to say very many things. And mm-hmm. um, we we pray for them. They'll they'll just say uh, Psalm 91 or something like that. But they let me know that they had just lost a lot Disney. of people. Mm-hmm. They they yes. lost the most people that that they ever had. They needed prayer so badly. And. Um, I also prayed for them and advised them to uh, bind those demons and cast off those curses because, yes, they do that. They try to attach jinn uh, to them, and uh, maybe some of them are coming home with it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and this is a big problem. They actually go over and get themselves cursed and then come home with it. And this is the unaddressed issues. 
Yes. What do you, What do you think about yeah, PTSD? Well, part of it can be that. Part of it can be that. The other thing is they're touching dead bodies. They're, uh, you know, they're in in this situation where there's people dying, and and when people die, the spirit in them leave the body, like you would say, mm-hmm. and then they're looking for they're looking for a new one. And you know, some some of them are getting involved with the with the uh, uh, with the local population in ways they shouldn't, and and they're picking up spirits that way too. So there's a it's pretty open to be demonised uh, over there, or afflicted, affected, infected, or afflicted, and come home like that, and then wonder why everything's going wrong. Yes, well, I you know I witnessed transference of spirits, okay, at a you know a trauma scene where a a police officer manifested very clearly um, and that just reminds me you know when we pray for police officers maybe we can bind uh, transference of spirits to them they deal with people who just killed themselves people who were just murdered um, and murdering and they handle people and people are manifesting and they take them to jail like that I'm convinced they're they're manifesting. They take them to the psych wards and things. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, the other thing that happens too is that the people that they put in jail sometimes get into witchcraft in jail, and then they're uh-huh. starting to do witchcraft against the officers and everybody who arrested them. And uh, if they've got any openings, like a curse without a cause, but if they've got a cause, then uh, you know I, I feel sorry for the police people. Um, because they're, the, they're the, in their job become the target of curses. Hmm. I, I had not thought of that one. I have not thought of that one, but I certainly, um, I certainly have wondered about uh, that police officer. Um, somebody had killed themselves, and um, he manifested with with a lot of murder, you know, a real spirit of murder and that hatred that can only come from, you know, the demonic that's clearly not human. Spittle and all that stuff. Growly. Growly. It was a growly. Yeah, um, I I pray for a lady. Uh, I think I'll mention it. Her husband was in the Secret Service or, or Army here. And uh, she definitely had spirits that were from his job. <laughs> we, we called them out and they manifested very wildly um, because of the curse. The, the curse comes on the man and his family and all watch out. So um, this is uh, occupational problems. Military police. Yeah, they just, people and, just don't, they just don't understand all of the stuff that's going on. Now, not too long ago here, I was listening to uh, something, testimony by somebody who was aware <clears throat> of the problem that people have that are bringing back these trinkets, like from Africa, these little like statuettes or whatever. And there was a man that he knew, another Christian man, who had been a missionary over to Africa or whatever, somewhere in Africa, and had some of that stuff in his house. <clears throat> 
And he told him, he said, you've got to get rid of this stuff because you've brought a curse into your house with it. And he was totally amazed when, you know, he told this man what was happening because he was having all kinds of problems. And he said, you got to you got to get rid of this stuff. And this man refused to do it. He had grown so attached to these little trinkets and, and things that he brought back from Africa, he wouldn't get rid of it. Isn't that amazing? He should have, he should have known yeah. better. You know, after this man mm-hmm. told him why he was having the problems, he and he still wouldn't he wouldn't rectify the problem by getting that junk out of his house. It's amazing. Yeah, this is where uh, this is where um, sometimes the, the spirits get a uh, oh no, it's a doorkeeper, but it's a spirit in them that they're listening to, thinking that it's themselves, and that thing's giving them thoughts what to do. So that one that one's working in there, and uh, they won't listen to the sound doctrine anymore because they're, yeah. they're struggling yeah. to listen to another spirit in their mind and that, that thing's ruling and uh, that's a shame because the, uh, the path of that is is not good, it's on the way out and on the way down uh, sooner or later it's going to be not nice Yeah, well, I just wonder if that no, go ahead, Diana. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, um, I just wonder if that could be associated with a idolatry because I've seen this a few times. One particular time was just incredible um, how how powerfully this thing manifested um, when when we ministered to this woman that she had to destroy her idols. These were um, Catholic idols. But uh, Peter, she manifested so frighteningly uh, with her husband that he ran to the shed to call us for help. She, he ran away from her, and I don't, I don't blame him. Um, but that had <laughs> to do with uh, letting, letting. Yeah, he called from the shed. He was in there trying to be as quiet as a little mouse. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, but uh, those demons were telling her the same thing. They were telling her that those were valuable. They came from the family. They were some were heirlooms, um, belonged to her grandmother. Couldn't let go of them. Um, wanted to sell them. It just went. It was just obvious that it was just one thing after another. Um, we finally got her to let go of them and to break them, and that's when we were able to uh, cast the demon out. And I mean, that thing was murderous and uh, it was a screamer and a growler it was all those things like all those things at once but I think you're right and I think maybe that is uh, maybe an attribute of uh, idolatry spirits that they they fight very hard they do seem to fight very hard and to speak to people in the ear and tell them that they need to hold on to those things. Um, I don't know if you've seen anything like that or not, but that that woman, that poor man, that poor man, he was, 
uh, he was terrified. He was absolutely terrified. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I, I had a, uh, I get a story of one where um, I put an ad in the, in the internet to um, to help people, and just one guy answered, and uh, he was a 67 year old guy, retired Catholic guy, and um, he came to my place and. Uh, He'd had a problem all his life with being feelings of being gay and, and he didn't like it. He didn't live the lifestyle, but he was like tormented by the by the attraction of it. So um, we, we proceeded to pray and, and the guy yawned uh, very wide for about two hours. Kept yawning, yawning, yawning. We're praying, praying. And, but first of all, we did lead him to, to go to Jesus instead of Mary. And that was cool because I, I, I believe he... He may have got saved at that point uh, where he'd been worshipping Mary and he, he hadn't actually accepted Jesus. But uh, anyway, um, the interesting part about it was my daughter was home and she was about 10 at the time. And uh, I, I said, you know, don't look. Uh, we were in the garage and uh, it's a stranger here and you know, just stay, do something else. But uh, she came to me and she said, Dad, I looked through the door and... Um, I saw black smoke coming out of the guy's mouth. And um, she said, I saw hands coming out of the smoke holding his teeth. And uh, then it let go. It went up on the ceiling, looked around and took off. And uh, so my little daughter now has got great faith about deliverance. But uh, the interesting thing was is that the guy complained of sore teeth. And uh, he did contact back that he'd never felt as clean in his life. So uh, whatever was in him came out, I believe. But uh, wow! Uh, and she saw like hands. Did you say over his mouth? Hands. Hands came out of the black hands smoke that was coming out of him. And, and the hands grabbed his teeth and was holding on, trying not to leave. Wow. Um, does your daughter have discernment of spirits? Do you think? I don't know. I've, I've had a few. Uh, there's a few stories about my children, but the um, the interesting thing uh, that happened is is that uh, the lady next door. The next morning, we've got like balconies that nearly touch, and uh, I went out on my balcony, and she was there, and she started swearing at me, and uh, she's just a retired lady, <laughs> and I'm going, man, they're, they're really nice to me. What's wrong with her? And um, anyway. She was cursing me, and then um, we could hear this um, noise, bang, 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 going all day long. Um, and then I found out that the husband had ran out and ran away. And then about 11 o'clock at night, the police were there, and she was laying on the, the driveway, and they took her off to the hospital. And she systematically destroyed the whole house that day. And uh, I learned something. I, I think that spirit went out of that man and went in her. <laughs> I've got the feeling it went in her. Oh, wow. She smashed the, t- the big screen TV, the fridge, everything. All the walls, the kitchen, everything. She smashed everything. Yeah, I had somebody do that in my home a few years ago. Also wrecked my car. And one day did... 
you know, and tried to kill me, and I, uh, it took me to the hospital, and in one day, including the hospital bills, cost me twelve thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! <laughs> in just a matter of a few minutes, and that was definitely the case of uh, a demon jumping that that person. They didn't remember anything about it or or anything. Um, in fact, I think they held it against me that they were they were in jail or something. They didn't under you know they they didn't really understand uh, what happened. But um, oh yes, and this yeah. is how you can be cursed again. And and the other thing too is about being cursed is it can be actual spirits cursing you through the mouths of others. Like when they're given their oh, mouth, they're wow. manifesting, and you can actually have uh, evil spirits pronouncing curses over you using the mouth of someone else. So that that's something else again. Well, I'm very, um, I'm I'm very very um, staunch about this, brother. I I don't like for them to talk unless I've commanded them to. I, I tell them be muzzled, be still. Uh, uh, yeah. And um, that's if you're not there. Tell, they can tell do us. It while you're not there, you know. You may not even yeah. be there, and they're doing it, you know. So this is. Uh, Tell us more about this. Where um, is this something that you've come across recently, or um, that you've yes, noticed uh, over time? I'd watch uh, watch people manifest during deliverance, or or even just speaking to people, and in between their their words come other words come out. <laughs> And uh, you can see here sometimes a fight of uh, evil spirits wanting to, like, curse you and uh, using the mouth. And I just wonder what happens when you're not there and uh, the, the person is like that. So uh, this is where this is where we might have to make sure we don't have causes where they can land, you know. Just make sure we're mainly completely in forgiveness, you know, where we're not into idolatry and we're not uh opening doors in any way uh when you're when you're in the target zone, you know, or at any time, but especially when you're in the target zone of ministering that that this is where people can uh people can be taken down. A bit dangerous. So uh I think that some people, some, some people don't realize when they're giving their mouth demons, and they're just giving their mouth to them. So. Well, they can definitely be ugly and foul mouth. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. they can be really foul mouth. Uh, I but when they start, once, um, they they start trying to do they, deals with me one time. <laughs> like you can have anything you want as long as you shut up you know just shut up you, you, if you shut up you can have anything you want <laughs> how much do you want this thing <laughs> <laughs> brother Peter I am going to ask Chuck to uh, continue with the interview um, with you because we just continue to have all these audio problems and they tell me that they can hear you, but they cannot hear me. So um, uh, I'm—I don't know what's going on, but uh, 
I gave the blog talk number out too in case anybody wants to call in for prayer. Are you up to taking calls tonight? Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, let me let me leave you with uh with Brother Chuck right now, and maybe I can oh. see if I can figure out what is wrong with this computer. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm being right. attacked here. They're attacking my audio from every side. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Right. We, we just say we that, that they can't do that. They gotta stop that. Amen. They can't do that. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. They gotta stop that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, uh, Peter, how close are you to the publishing of your book on the names? I'm just waiting how, for how any far minute. Away is it? Uh, any minute to the news that they're on the ship. So uh, oh, really? uh, they should be, yeah, they, the covers are made and they were printing and putting, doing all the binding. So uh, I'm expecting to hear any minute that they're coming. So they're not far away. Oh, I see. So so you're having them, you're having them put together somewhere else. Uh, yeah, they're, they're being printed with a firm of Hawaii. And I believe they're, they're printed offshore from Hawaii somewhere. It could be China or Korea or somewhere like that, uh-huh. but it's a it's an Hawaiian Canadian and Hawaiian firm. They got offices both places. So, um, I see. Uh, we, uh, yeah, so they've told me that the covers are done, and uh, I, I don't pester them too much. I'll just wait, and uh, they're going to say when they're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, great. We're looking forward to that <sighs> coming in. You know, I just can't wait to get mine oh, yeah. and uh, mark it up and and uh, you know, start using it like a proper Bible. With a computer. Now, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Now, if I could, if I could ask, how many how many copies have you had printed? Are you getting printed? Uh, uh, we we have to do a batch of one thousand minimum. So we've done one thousand. One thousand. Okay. Yeah. And, that, and that's where the issue is with the Bible because of the thin paper. It's uh, it's got to be like a fair volume uh, to print it. Uh, uh-huh. It's too big to get printed, you know, with normal paper. It just becomes too big. So, then it would, yeah, then it would be like a uh, like a dic- like a dictionary. Then one of those real yeah, thick like books. A phone book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, phone book. There phone you go. book. <laughs> I bought one printed in A4, and it's like two inches thick. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you are going to personally sign all 1,000 copies, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, if people want it signed, I'll sign it, and uh, I'll ask them first. Uh, they may not want it. But if they want it signed, I'm happy to sign it for them um, because they're the first ones to uh-huh. take it up. And uh, should be something there, keepsake, hopefully for people that used to come as well. Oh sure, that would be awesome. Yeah. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to challenge you to sign all one thousand copies in one sitting. Start <laughs> signing them and don't quit until you've gone through all one thousand copies. <laughs> oh man, how would how am I going to be? <laughs> I, I, I just imagine doing that. Change what oh, 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 I know what you need. You need one of those, uh, one of those machines that uh, signs a person's name. 
they put the person's name in the software, and then you put the pin down, and it uh, it signs their name automatically. That's what you need. I I may need that. I think I just signed them as I post them. (laughs) Yeah, just signed them as as they go. Or you can you can also get you can also get something. I saw this. once and I just thought, oh come on, give me a break. It was a, a signature rubber stamp. It was a rubber stamp and it had the person's signature on it. And all they had to do was just stamp, you know, stamp, stamp something and and it looked like they signed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we just sign them. And uh, I, I ask everyone first if they want to sign. You know, if they do, fine. If they don't, fine. That's all right. We just. Uh, Oh, sure, sure. And um, we're looking forward to the revelations everybody's going to get, you know, the amazing amazing revelations that the body's going to get. I'm really looking forward to hearing what people are going to discover. Uh, I know the words are going to jump off the page, you know. Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah. Now, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of, of, of orders on the book already, right? Yeah, we got some pre-orders, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's great, and um, uh, it's encouraging to get the pre-orders, and uh, just can't wait to get them away, and uh, as people start sharing them, uh, and more people will get them. Uh, guys preaching, pastors, and that can can get some fantastic sermons from them, and uh, expand up on, on other thinking that they've had. And everything, so it's going to be going to be great. Um, now, now, what is your website where they can order the book? Just so everybody um, knows what it is. Okay, it's namesamplificationbible.com. Okay, namesamplificationbible.com. Yeah, that's great. All about it on there. Now, something I'd like to bring up, if I could, you probably heard about this. Uh, it was supposed to happen on this last Friday, where all of the witches and everybody, all of the w- witches and warlocks, were going to pray curses against Donald Trump. I don't know. Did you hear that yes, or see that in the news? I saw that. Yeah, I don't it's think anything. Yeah, I don't think anything. You know, uh, you know, all the Christians that I know uh, were told, you know, pray, pray for the president, you know, to to stop these people. And as far as I know, I don't think anything really came of it because of all yeah. of the prayers of the saints. So, yeah. so what do you think about that? Do you think, do you think that these uh, witches can, you know, they can cause any, any damage by uh, doing this? Because I'll tell you something that happened that was real interesting. I, I'm on Facebook and a couple of days before that, Suddenly, there appeared on my Facebook page a uh, thing that was saying, "If you go to this website, you can learn how to how to uh, place a curse on President Trump." So, as it turned out, these two gals that shared this were witches, and they were my Facebook friends, and I didn't even know it, so I unfriended them. So. <laughs> You know, I saw this and I go, oh, my goodness. But I'm thinking that there may be people that will get involved with this without really understanding it. They'll think, oh, this would be kind of cool. Let's put a curse on Trump, not understanding what they're doing to them, you know, what they're getting into. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, uh, I, my <coughs> thoughts on it, Chuck, are that um, it's a little bit dangerous, can be a trap, and um, uh, people can react in fear and um, uh, actually pay in a way that's going to make make something come on them. And um, careful here. Uh, to me, I just saw it, and I, and and the word trap, you know, the word trap came to my mind. Not that it's from God or anything. It's just uh-huh. like, oh, it's a trap, you know, and um, got to be careful. So, the, so these sorts of things. The safest prayer, I believe, the safest prayer is the milk, the love, and call for the witches involved in that to be saved. And ask for God's love to come in their life and uh, bless them. Jesus said, bless those who curse you. Because I think that there's a, yeah. there's some sort of people get angry and start cursing witches. <laughs> and then, then they're going to be in a curse war, you know. Yeah. And, oh, man. You know, that's, I think that's dangerous. Yeah. Well, but so, you're engaged in witchcraft yourself, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, we don't have to be labelled with a bit, with a pen to be called uh, to be doing witchcraft, or we can just slip into it and out of it. Uh, I've got a thought that anywhere we're projecting our will, uh, if we're praying our will, this is you know your will be done Father, as it is on earth, yeah. as it is in heaven, and your will, not my will, your will. It's all about the will of Father, and His will is love, is loving. His creation, and um, so there's a there's a there's a, a, a temptation to you know start uh, praying in such a nasty way against the witches, and um, not that I'm uh-huh. saying witches are nice, but, but some witches I think are nice. Talk to fortune tellers before, <laughs> not getting my fortune read, but just <laughs> witnessing to them. But uh, you know, a lot of those uh, ladies are very nice ladies. But they're uh, deceived. So um, if we were thinking that we were a witch, uh, like if we thought we were a witch, but if we can get in the shoes and think, how would we like, if we were a witch, how would we like Christians to pray for us? You know, what would be the best way they could pray for us? And um, I think it's to ask God to love them and to save them and to help them come out of their way so that they don't end up in the pit. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna put to death the witchcraft more than going yeah, we can bind their spells of course all that, but God says, um but those that love cursing and this is a, the key word is love uh those that love doing that let it come back on their own head and when we pray that they can be saved, maybe they're going to hit a brick wall with their witchcraft. We hope, you know, and it's not going to work. Yeah. 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 I, I think the prayer is, to, yeah, that type of prayer. Love. To be saved. Yeah. Now, something uh, Deanna, something Deanna shared with me that I wasn't aware of, is that uh, all of these witches and whoever that are praying against Trump, they said they plan on doing this every new moon until he is gone or bound up. <laughs> and I mean, we have had people that are, you know, are saying, well, we're going to, like, for instance, Hollywood says that they're going to, a lot of celebrities say they're going to go on strike 
until Trump resigns. <laughs> yes. He's not going that, to that, resign. That's a reflection of the and, spirit that's in these. That's a reflection of the spirit, isn't it? That's in those people. Because the the yeah. uh, obviously the the spirits of weakness are not happy with uh, with what Mr. Trump's no. going to undo, what they've done before, and. Um, uh, uh, they're just fighting against God as well because God says yeah, he puts right. the leaders in you know the people that's right. are the that's ones right. that's in the office <laughs> and, and this brings up another point uh, Chuck they're very dangerous to be cursing leaders no matter who they are oh yeah um, yep, that is absolutely right well, I tell you what, uh, I need, yeah, well, we need to, I need to take a break here. We need to take a break here, and uh, we're going to play a song here. Uh, cool. We're going to play Give Me Jesus by Danny Goley. That'll give you a chance to take a break there, Peter, and I'll take one real quick. And then we'll come back, and we encourage everybody who's listening to call up. If you have a question for Peter, or would like him to pray for you or whatever, our number uh, is 646 646- Seven one six five eight zero eight, and once you make the call and you're connected to the show, press one, and that will place you into the queue and let us know that you want to come on, and we'll bring you on, and you can uh, talk to Peter or ask him a question or whatever. So, with that, we will take a break right now, and we'll be back in about six minutes. Okay. In the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise, oh, give me Jesus, give me
it's all I need. Oh, all I need. Give me Jesus. Oh, in the morning when I pray, when I Minister Peter Whiffen, all the way from Australia. Are you back with us, Peter? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, good. Well, we do we do have a prayer request that we would like you to pray for, and we'll stand in agreement with you. Uh, this is a prayer request sent from Tracy, and she is praying for unity in the body of Christ. And I think that's very important right now. So could you pray that for us, Peter? Pray for that. Yeah, I can pray for that. Okay. Um, there's a good way to pray. Um, it might be a good way to pray that I thought of. Anything that um, we read in the scripture that Jesus prayed for, um, we can add his prayer to our prayer. And uh, there's a discourse mm-hmm. uh, there where, where uh, without looking it up now, but Jesus prayed, and um, there's all various sorts of things that he prayed. And uh, for people with uh, different needs, you, you, you can actually look at those discourses and, and then say to uh, God in prayer, uh, please, dear God, let the prayer of Jesus apply to my life. Let the prayers that he prayed, I agree with them and I receive them. Let them apply to my life and pray like that. And and I think that's got some some merit. Um, so that's an, one, oh, yes. another way to pray a little bit that I thought of. So um, this is bringing to mind that that uh, Jesus prayed uh, 
for, for unity. Uh, we quit the passage up. Uh, Jesus prayed for unity. Um, uh, and we get asked to join in with Jesus in his prayer for the church today and uh, maybe add some power to the prayer by including Jesus in the prayer. Uh, I think he prayed that they be one. Let me Google it here. I think well, I know there's one long prayer. There's one long prayer in there that he prayed uh, to the Father just before his crucifixion, I think, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, something there. Okay, I found it. It's uh, in John 17, 21. Quickly Google it. <laughs> it's fantastic. You can Google things. Um, so we can uh-huh. pray... Um, we can pray along with that. That's John seventeen twenty one. Read the passage, then we can all pray together. Uh, those that want to. Um, Jesus saying, "I pray that they will all be one, just as you are now one, and as you are in me, Father, and I am you, and that, that that may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me." So there's the motivation for the prayer. Jesus' motivation was that it would be a witness. So that the world will believe you sent me. This is this is the prayer of the hand of love that the church be one, so that the world can see the church is one and believe. Now that's the uh, that's the mark of the right spirit of love. Let's pray that. Um, I'll pray and uh, if, and uh, we just all agree. So we pray, dear Father in heaven, we love you and praise you. Thank you so much for everything that uh, that has happened to us and, and that is coming upon us and our life and that all the things that you've done for us and the whole world. And we have the prayer request here today from Tracy, dear Father God, that we pray that the church be one and that the divisions of the church stop. And we ask in the name of Jesus that the prayer be as Jesus prayed that he prayed that we all be one. So we ask to join with Jesus in the prayer that we all be one. Let every spiritual wickedness attacking the church be bound. Let everyone see their differences where they're causing problems and come in unity in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Now, that's very good. I've never thought of, never thought about that. That's that's good to know. Good good way of thinking well, about good. praying, you know. Um, it's a great idea. Uh, try and get in line with um, with Jesus and His prayers. I pray that sometimes. Oh, that's God, right. Let yeah. the prayers, let the prayers that Jesus prayed for me come upon me. <laughs> let them come into manifestation oh, yes. in my life. Yeah. Let, oh, let yeah. what Jesus prayed for me happen to me. I want that. Uh, I buy that God in Jesus' yeah. name. And yes. we now we've got the powerful Son of God praying for us. <laughs> what better intercessor? There you go. Yeah, that's great. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you, Peter, is are you seeing a marked increase in the number of deliverances that you're doing? Um, I get a call, one or two calls every day, uh, usually. 
and um, yeah, it used to be one or two a week. Uh-huh. And um, what I'm finding is is that the um, what I'm finding is is that people are getting uh, uh, hit and delivered more easily. Um, some a longer case, and some you can't help. Uh, it's very very interesting where this is a way, and. Um, it's called away, right? Before it was called the church, and um, before we were called Christians, they were called the followers of the way. And uh, it's surprising, you know, I've run into people who won't won't just follow the way, and uh, it's so frustrating because you can't help something like that, you know, when they're like that. But, um, well, is that because of is that because of unrepentance or what? What is it? What is it that's blocking them being being helped? Uh, different things, but mainly refusal to forgive and uh, a refusal to let go of trying to control everything. I'm finding that uh, on that last week just coming to mind. Uh, if if and this is where, you know, the name of Canaan means the lowland. And um, the promises are for the hump, the promises, the, the, the promised land is for the lowly, you know, the ones that are going to go, I'll, uh, I'll follow the way then. So I'll follow, I'll follow and um, I'll be like a young child and I'll just listen and and uh, and go along with the way, because you know there's the promise. The promises from Jesus is for those that believe, but it's also for those that do what He said. And yes, it's not hard. Well, we have a uh, question. No, go ahead. That's okay. Okay, we have a. Uh question from Jen in the uh, chat room. Uh, she's asking, how do we pray for someone who is lost and in strong satanic bondage of multi-generational curses and familiar spirits and of witchcraft, rage, alcoholism, drug addiction, sexual abuse, adultery, idolatry, and so forth? Oh, um, uh, we um, uh, if they're if they're a believer and have been baptized, um, we, we can pray a different way uh, or or an extra way. But if they're not a believer and not baptized, and that is calling um, and interceding for them in terms of God, please send love to them. Uh, please. Uh, Please stop or bind all uh, spiritual forces of weakness uh, from influencing them and please give them a chance to know you and know the truth. Could you move on my behalf for them? And uh, God showed me this with the salvation of my dad. And uh, that God uh, said to me when my dad got saved, I gave you what you wanted. So the, the prayer of intercession is, dear God, I really want them to be saved. I want them with me in heaven. I don't want them to go to the pit. Could you give them to me like 
they're for you, but could you give them to me and say for me? That's our request. So we appeal uh-huh. to God's hand. Yeah? Jesus said uh, that your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, this is the calling of God's will where he wants as his will, not anyone to perish, right? All come to repentance. So this is the calling for it, recognizing that we are being made kings in the earth and uh, the earth was given to man with complete autonomy to, to good and evil and uh, or the where man transgressed the good of evil, but now since he's decided he wants to know it, he's knowing it. So we, we've got the call to call good in to call God in and uh, this is shown in milk um, uh, a lot of uh, understanding is milk's teaching yes but it's also a spiritual power is the love of God and that's shown in Judges chapter 4 the battle array the one in battle the general came to her house his name's Cicera and he asked for water she gave him milk and he went to sleep and from that sleeping slumber, he, she was able to crucify him with a ten peg. So um, this is the way to intercede for everyone. Like if I was interceding for that person, I wouldn't worry about all the witchcraft and all the demonic and all of that at that point because love covers a multitude of sin. And uh, sin is also uh, God called sin a demon in Genesis. Uh, it says it's laying at the door. It's got a will and a desire. So we call for the love. So the prayer is, Dear Father God, please send the love to such and such and uh, please send your love and save them. I really would like a soul saved. And we pray in Jesus' name, of course. And we take dominion over all the evil of life and we ask that they be put to sleep. Let them be fed milk. Let them be put to sleep in a person's Okay. Well, Jen says that the person is a back is backslidden, a backslidden believer, but is not baptized. Okay. So this is uh, this brings up the point of baptism. Um, I, I found amazingly um, that a lot of uh, a lot of long term believers are not baptized. <laughs> oh man! And and you know, um, if you have a look at no. John the Baptist said this makes way straight for the kingdom and um, what it does is, is, it, is it involves the water and the blood to bear witness of a person's salvation uh, everything must be established by two or three witnesses so if you you just say I, I accept Jesus yes you may get born again but have you got a witness see so this is called so this is called the way and the way is the way God does things. So unless we have a witness of the blood and the body, we don't have a witness. So this is why we we need to have this. This is why we need to have this baptism. Now, what I found is is that people without the baptism uh, can't hold the battle as good as people who are baptized. And uh, they could end up backsliding. Uh, there are reasons for backsliding, and um, uh, 
there are a couple of reasons. And uh, if a person can get to talk to someone, they may be able to uh, ferret out uh, some issues for backsliding. I found, uh, well, first of all, being baptised in water is essential. It's surprising. A lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, churches that uh, have had people go, they try and find someone to baptise them, won't baptise them. <laughs> Chuck, unbelievable. They, they make it very hard. You know, you've got to do my this goodness. course, jump through these hoops. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Instead of, you know, what happens if someone dies? They, they say, oh, can you baptise me? And they die tomorrow. Like, you know, Philip didn't waste any time. He baptised the Ethiopian, right? Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, now... Now, when I was baptized, when I became a, a believer and got baptized, I don't know, I think I need to be baptized again because I wasn't fully aware of the importance of baptism when I got baptized. So I, I think I would need to be re-baptized. Don't you think so? I wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt because, see, it's the water, yeah. the blood, and our spirit. It's actually a little mess in the Bible, apparently, um, that bears uh-huh. witness. So um, God is after uh, perfect love is a, is a decision, isn't it? Uh, like you can't force love and you can't pay for it. So if, if you pay for it, it's not love. So perfect love is a decision. So this is a witness of our love for God by saying we want to be in your family, God. We want to die and be risen with Jesus. So uh, we want to be born again in the family of God. So this is a very important witness that people should have. And uh, we're able to then uh, claim that witness in deliverance and in our intercession. So the thing is that... uh, when we're doing the communion, we're claiming the inheritance of the saints. So to get that inheritance of the saints, which is the payback for the blood and the body lost of Jesus, we can um, we can uh, we can uh, claim that and then receive that. Uh-huh. So okay. this is very important. So I suggest. I, I would, you know, just put out there anybody that isn't or knows someone that isn't, encourage them to get baptised. Now, when they get baptised, it's very important um, to to speak what's happening so that the witnesses can hear. And this is the water and the blood because Jesus' blood mixed in the water. So you speak. I accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. I renounce Satan. I, I accept to be born into God's family in the name of Jesus. I accept to be a child of God, reborn and raised with Jesus Christ. Those type of things. And you can pray there. And then it's a good chance for deliverance when you come out of the world. Anything of, anything of the dark kingdom that's attaching to me, in me, come off, come out in Jesus' name. When you, when you come out of the water, it's a good chance. Uh, apparently the early church did a fast uh, for a day or two before they did the baptism. And that's another good idea. But uh, those that are looking for deliverance, like I always ask, and, and if, I, if the person isn't baptized, I'll just pray the love of God for them. I, I really won't try and cast spirits out because I think there's an opening for them to come back uh, if you're not baptized. 
and that's just me. But uh, I'll encourage them to get baptized, and then we'll start the fight. You know, then we'll really start the fight. That guy, the guy, you could probably talk to that guy and, and say to him, you know, and ask him a question. You know, uh, uh, did you ever think of get, getting baptized, brother? And he might say, well, I wanted to, but I never did. Well, I would like to. That might turn it all around and, and uh, rebuke the enemy of his life. You know? So that's another way to intercede for yeah. someone is just talk to them. Yeah. Um, there is a, uh, if we're talking about backsliding, there is a, a very interesting scripture. Uh, it goes up to Genesis 49. And uh, it's uh, Israel being talked to. Genesis 49, and it, and um, uh, it's what will befall Israel in the last days. And uh, the dads talking to all the sons, and uh, uh, I'm not sure the exact reference, but it's Genesis 49 is the chapter. Uh, he talks to Dan. Now Dan, as a tribe's name means judge, so he says. Uh, he says, uh, Daniel, a judge, which is a judge, will be a serpent by the way, and it will bite the rider's hoof. The rider will fall off backwards. Now, this is, um, I believe, riding the high horse. <laughs> if one wants to get up on their high horse, uh, man, it's a long way down. And uh, it you get spirits doing that. You can get spirits doing that. Uh, I, I had people yeah. delivered. I've had people delivered from that, and uh, it will cause backbiting. But whatever you're riding the high horse about will end up happening on you. <laughs> That's the way it works. So, oh, I see. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the way it works. Well, Peter, unfortunately, uh, our connection with you is really not good at all. It just keeps cutting in and out. So I think we're just going to go ahead and end end the program. We don't have any more prayers as far as I know. And Deanna can't get back in for some reason. So we thank you, as always, for... Is that you, Deanna? I think Deanna's with yes, us. Yes, it is. It is me. There it she is. is I. There she is. I wanted to say good night to Brother Whiff and thank you so much for coming. And I'm sorry for all the problems with the audio. <laughs> oh, good hey, sakes. Thanks for coming back on. <laughs> thank you. I've been trying on. to be quiet, but I wanted to tell you good night. And we really enjoyed having you on. There's one other. There's yeah. one other thing I could bring up before we go. I had uh, somebody come to uh, Witness Project on MixLR, and they were saying that <clears throat> uh, I, we were sinning by prayer, um, and that uh, let me let me read this to you because I have to back up because um, some of these things that were being Said or are not founded in the Word of God, but I thought you would be uh, a good person to to answer this. And I've already uh, bound up some spirits, and I have prayed for truth and love for this person. But they said that uh, that 
we were told to do a lot of things and that prayer was the least of them. And um, and that it was uh, to stick with prayer alone uh, and you are a devout sinner. And uh, this kind of grieved my heart a little bit to, to you know, see some of these comments um, saying that, you know, prayer is the equivalent of inaction and it's an excuse to do nothing. Um, so I just wondered what you would you would remark on that because I, I did have some remarks, but um, I'm sorry. Well, I think to, it's, uh, it's all right. It's all right. Um there's a scripture comes to mind. I don't know the reference. We could look it up. It says, pray without ceasing. <laughs> yes, yeah, don't stop praying. In all things, let your requests be made known to God. You, you haven't received because you haven't asked. In other words, you haven't prayed. <laughs> hey? Amen. So, uh, amen. 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 Yeah. So probably that's coming out of the wrong spirit. Uh, could be out of the wrong spirit. Sounds like it. But uh, yes, uh, faith without works is dead. We we yeah. pray and we do. We do both. You know, we we walk and we pray, walk and talk. <laughs> we pray, then we do, and um, both is right. But uh, it is prayer without ceasing. Um, so. Well, um, they said, uh, good luck, all. And we I just want to respond to that as well. We don't depend on luck here at all. We don't want anything to do with luck. Praise God. Yeah. Hey, uh, we reject uh, the luck, luck word. <laughs> we don't like yes, the luck word. I'm sorry. We, we, sorry we, just, that. Uh, we rebuke that. Sorry. Look, I think it actually means Lucifer. Uh, we don't wish on things. We don't wish on other powers, and we don't uh, look to other powers or forces for luck. And we do pray. We do pray and make our our requests known. Um, even the taking communion daily. A lot of us are doing that. Praise the Lord. Cool. I'm doing cool. I'm doing pretty good. You know, so, if we have a look at Jesus said, "Follow me," right? He said, follow me. It, many times you can have a look in the scripture. He's praying. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, so we're just following Jesus here. That's all. Um, if that's, that's a problem, and it's a problem for someone who doesn't like prayers. Uh, could be the spirits don't like it. Because this kind comes out with prayer, doesn't it? And fasting. Yes, this kind comes out with prayer and fasting. Uh, many demons are, are cast out by prayer and fasting. Um, interesting take on that. Some people have uh, pointed out that Jesus prayed and fasted. And the disciples were wondering why they couldn't cast these out. So from that perspective, maybe uh, Jesus was Jesus prayed and fasted. And then I know some people that have not been able to to get free of something that they, um, you know, that they are wanting deliverance from uh, without praying and fasting. So I think it goes uh, both ways. What do you think? 
Well, there's the, there's the story, uh, the dialogue of um, they came to Jesus and said, your disciples are not fasting. And Jesus said, you know, while I'm here, they're not fasting, but when I'm gone, they'll fast. So it was like uh, the Son of God's there, <laughs> you know. Son of God is there. And uh, they didn't need to fast while he was there, but uh, after he's gone, he's gone. And, and they were on their own. And uh, Well, not on their own. They had the Holy Spirit comforting them, of course. But then they had to fast. And uh, we have a look at the history of the early church. It's all through their history. So uh, uh, I believe that everyone has got to fast, but, but the one being prayed for is the one where they've got to come out. So, uh, yes, that little boy in that case didn't fast. Jesus cast it out, but he was giving a teaching that that type would come out with prayer and fasting. So it makes sense that the one, that's, uh, the one that has the uh, spirit is fasting, and he also alluded to the disciples were perverse. You, you, you perverse and unbelieving generation. Uh, in other words, they needed more deliverance too and had unbelief and possibly spirits in them. So uh, he did call them perverse, which, you know, like doesn't point to, it points to you need deliverance. So um, this, is, uh, this is where we... All should be praying and fasting and all uh, washing each other's feet, uh, praying for each other all the time uh, because of in the world, you know, we're getting dust on our feet, which is the curse. Yeah, yeah. getting the dust off of our feet. And yeah. um, that's really profound, washing one another's feet. Um, we, yeah. do need to, we do need to be submitted uh, first to Jesus, and we also need to submit to one another, and that's one of the ways that we, if we walk in that and walk in love with our brethren, we will have the peace of the peace of God that way. Um, I know Tracy had asked uh, for unity within the body of Christ, and that yeah. said, Jesus told us to love one another, love your brethren, love your neighbor. As you love and yourself. Yes, yes. and, and um, here we have a situation where where uh, just comes to mind there, to, to be responsible and trustworthy, if someone's telling you their problems, you know, to keep it confidential, you know, not, and also don't, uh, don't trample them back with their problems. Like, uh, I yeah. talk to people who find it very hard to trust anyone to tell their problems uh, because it will be used against them. And, uh, therefore not yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's a great deal of difficulty with uh, uh, with. So I I don't want to just call it pride, but there's a great deal of difficulty sometimes for people to trust in order to ask for prayer. Um, I've seen this a lot where persons who are asked or prayer will then turn around and beat the person up with it. So um, that does go on, although I don't know it to go on here in this ministry. But we, we are so blessed with a lot of people that have a, a heart to pray for others and love one another. So Love, love covers. Love is a covering 
one another. And um, yeah. how, how can you confess your sins if you're not the ones on trustworthy is going to just broadcast it? And then how are you going to get deliverance? So um, that's something to think about. Just uh, be, be trustworthy, which means uh, the right thing, you know? Would you like all your life spread out? So um, just be trustworthy, and then people can trust you. Maybe God will bring them, and maybe you'll get more anointing to help them. This is uh, another way of walking further. Amen. Well, thank you again. Thank you. We so enjoyed having you, and you have such wisdom. Um, can you give your other your other website also for people for the archives? Um, sure. I've got a booklet uh, called Deliverances at the Table. This is about the communion and uh, about the milk, um, about using the milk uh, as a powerful intercessory and uh, tool uh, that God has given us. Uh, so that's uh, at hiskingdomstable.com and it's all there all free downloads of course PDFs and things there that we put together uh, that booklet by the way has gone out and it's uh, always getting testimonies back about that <laughs> it's amazing. oh yeah that's yeah, because awesome. Psalm 23 says he sets up a table in the presence of our enemy. So so why is it a table? And uh, why is it a shield, a sword or something? It's a table. And uh, that was the revelation God gave me on deliverance is at the table. We get our blessing for the payback for the blood and body of Jesus. And we only get, get the blessing of the deliverance because the the table ministers to us the blessing of Israel as passed by Jesus in his body. So we get all those blessings right there. And if we have deliverance, uh, or if we want deliverance and uh, we need it, uh, especially people who are having big struggles, you can uh, have deliverance every every day by having communion every day, even as many times as you're having the meals. Jesus said, as many times as you eat, you do this remember to me. And he says in another place, he'll dine and eat with us, suck with us, with the Father and all. But that's the invitation there to, um, to have the kingdom of heaven in one's life. But that's in the booklet anyway. Well, praise the Lord. And I'm just really happy for that. Um, I don't know if... Uh, the Everybody knows this. I've mentioned it on the radio a couple of times, but uh, the Lord had given me a word to begin taking communion every day before I met you. And then when we had you on, it was a that was a confirmation to me. And I would say that it has been powerful, brother. I I really recommend this to folks. But uh, your website is, if I remember right. Uh, his uh, tell his kingdoms table dot com his kingdoms his. table dot com amen and then the other one um, that we'd already mentioned is uh, named, amplification named amplification bible yeah bible dot com amen yeah. 
That's the one for the bottom. All right. All right. All right, brother. To let you go. Thank you for coming <laughs> back and being with us so soon. And um, I hope uh, to have you back on just any time. You are such a blessing to us every time. I know all the listeners uh, appreciate you, and uh, I'm sure that people will hear this archive later as well. And um, and I hope that they do get uh, deliverance at his table because it's so powerful. So powerful. Well, God, I'd like to get God has made everyone special. Every everyone is uniquely made. All men are not created equal. All of us believers are begotten, and we're begotten special in the family of God. We are special in ourselves, I believe, and our life is written in our heart, the law of God, to walk in the call, in the gifts, and the and the and the walk that God has preordained for us or hoped and planned for us. So it's it's a it's a blessing to encourage everyone and uh helps me to encourage myself. And that we should all look up and just be the special one, whatever that is that God has made us to be. And in that is peace, joy, love, soundness of mind, fullness of God is in all of that. So that's my heart, is just to encourage uh, the unique and specialness of everyone. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you so Amen. much. That's a wonderful word. Well, um, we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk a little bit more about um, sometime. Get really in depth on some of the names that you identified and uh, I am also looking forward to being able to get a copy of that whenever it can get printed in the in the US I will be uh I'll be wanting that as soon as I can get it because um it's just it just yeah, opens up your understanding amen all hey, right man, good night brother okay. good night brother we love you. you love you all too <laughs> good night peter <laughs> Good night, Jack. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.